eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, Bowling fans. Castle Lake's Fair Time Bowling Show. As you just heard, Sparky's here. As is Dwight Albert, as is Phil Brylow, his return from Japan. Of course, catch Phil Brylow on Extra Frame on PBA.com. Catch Dwight Albert over at the Spare Time Pro Shop at the New Berlin Bowling Center. And uh, we have a studio full of people. <laughs> we have a parking lot full of people. I thought they brought the whole city of Oak Creek I'm with them sorry, today. But Sparky. yo, hey, man, more the merrier. No problem. Uh, okay, before we get to. Uh, the Oak Creek High School a bowling team that you heard uh, in the promos this week. Uh, Phil, I want to get your thoughts on what all happened over uh, in Japan. Uh, EJ Tackett is starting 2017 like he finished 2016. I think he's going to be your player of the year in 2016. I think that's kind of a no-doubter. And the way he recovered in Japan, he was leading for quite a while and uh, fell behind Shota Kawazoa, the Jap- one of the Japanese players, uh, going into the step-ladder final, struggled, came back, Beat out Jesper Spencer by 10 pence for the step ladder. Then we just got the step ladder. Destroyed everybody. Stopping him. What did he average? 250-something, right? 253, I yeah. believe it was. Yeah. And he just was locked. I mean, other than a couple of a 10 pins where he really should have taken re-racks. We had Rhino Page in the booth with us, an extra frame. And Rhino said, that's that's not a great rack right there. If I was him, I'd re-rack and he'd leave some 10 pins. He could have averaged even more. Really? Yeah. It was uh, it was, it was was interesting in, in watching EJ go the opposite direction everybody always expects him to do. EJ, everybody goes, oh, he's just going to get deeper left and, and hit up on it more. Not the case. Move right, take hand out of it, use a really tame piece of equipment, and just crush everything. Is there a, a point, Dwight, where, um, I mean, with you, you probably knew it like five years old, but, I mean, for most other people in life, I mean, is there a point where you know you kind of turn the corner, where you now are at that next level? Because listening to Phil, it kind of sounds like EJ Tackett might have turned the corner now a little bit, because Tackett was a guy that, you know, could get so far and then would struggle a little bit. He was trying to figure out, you know, you could say for the Bucks or whatever, trying to figure out how to win. Uh, and it seems like now Tackett maybe has turned that corner. Probably when I was in my 20s, made bowling with the champs, uh, was starting to have my peers I guess, noticed me sure. and started to bowl the top leagues. But then I started to bowl a couple of national tournaments, and I realized that I got a long way to go yet. But with EJ, um, I think for him it was just being able to win. And once he did find out to win, we all knew he was going to be nonstop. During the summer series, Tom Clark says, hey, Dwight, 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 you got to come over and see this guy, this this EJ Tackett. And at that point, he hasn't won yet, but I was just my, my eyes got this wide watching him throw. 
um, just because of the talent that he has. But I, just like everyone and anyone, when you come out on the tour, it's a learning process. We had E.J. Tackett on uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, and I, I don't personally notice a difference in Tackett. Like, I, I don't know a, dis, a difference in talking to him now versus the aforementioned Summer Series in Milwaukee when I had a chance to talk to him for a little while. Um, have you noticed any difference in Tackett as far as how he's carrying himself lately versus how he was prior? Just the confidence on the lanes. Off the lanes, he's the same EJ. I mean, we got done. He took some of the guys out that, that were bowling out there to dinner and bought dinner for him. You know, no big ego. He, he's not the kind of guy that he's, you're going to see walking around with a big ego and a big chip on his shoulder. He's, he's just easygoing EJ, and that's continued. But when he gets on the lanes, he's just making the moves quicker than he did before. He's seeing things much differently with his eyes about the lane, about ball movement, and that was that was a key. Three games in, he wasn't doing really well in the tournament. Decides, i got to move back right and take hand out of it and just, next thing you know, three 300 games and a, and a step ladder run later, and he's the champ. You know, the one thing that I find interesting, again, we're going to have the Oak Creek High School uh, bowlers in here, and we'll talk to them uh, coming up in a little bit, but is – when you're watching these guys on TV, right, Phil, um, and you had been watching the Rashers and the Belmontes and these guys, and they're older, but when you watch kids as young as Tackett and some of these other guys, yes, for Svensson and stuff like that, I'm thinking if you're a high school bowler, you're going to yourself, man, I, if I'm really good, I can get on tour and make a little coin uh, early on. I mean, it, it has to give, in my opinion, it gives you a little bit of hope of, okay, maybe I don't have to be 40 before I can get on tour and make some money because these younger guys are making money. I, I, I always compare this to ball and six sports, right? To when you see that 18-year-old kid that used to come out of high school, right? Oh, I can be LeBron or, oh, I can be Kobe or whatever the case may be. Now you have to stay in college for a year. But either way, you see these younger guys coming in and making a difference with their team or in their sport right away. And I think younger people look at that and go, I can do what he's doing at that age. I can get there just as quick, but I've got to work harder to get to where I want to go. Yeah, and I think more and more of the people are that are doing that, they need to realize that guys like EJ and Simonson and Jesper are such, such an exceptional talent mm-hmm. that go out and, and bowl a tournament, go out and bowl a PBA regional or something and see where you really stand. Because these high school kids could all go bowl a PBA regional. What's that cost to get a, in? A couple hundred bucks. Okay. Some, some of the one-day ones are $175. But you see where you stand against the best around you, and there's a lot of the national pros that are there too. Don't fool yourself thinking like ah, I can. I kind of throw it like each. It's not even close. It's mm-hmm. it's an entire another sure. world out there. But they can still compare themselves. Where I can't go compare myself to LeBron. Okay, if, Phil. If hold on a second. Player and play against one on one against them. Because you bring that up. Who was it? AJ Johnson. You said AJ Johnson. AJ right. Johnson. Yeah. Dwight Which brought this called, up last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of his shows on Phil's shows. And, oh, yeah. and Dwight mm-hmm. said we had this kid and we called him in Phil's high school tournaments back in the day. And now you look, he's a PBA bowler. Yeah. Did you know then? That he would be a PBA player when he was in high school? He wanted to be, and he had the raw talent to get there. It's 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 refining Maturing. it and getting to the extra level. And I don't think EJ would have been a player to come out of high school and be successful on the PBA tour. He needed those four years of college, college right. and needed some really good coaching to get the little things that make the difference between – a, a good a good league bowler and a, and a halfway decent tournament bowler and a PBA pro. So for AJ, it wasn't light years above everybody else that he was bowling against. You could see the talent was there. I mean, you just watched his raw skills and you knew the talent was there. It's what's he going to take to make lane adjustments, mm-hmm. keep himself in the game, that sure. type of thing. And that's something that if he would have tried doing that out of high school, I think he would have failed miserably. Right. I think he, he needed college at that point in time. Yeah, yeah and you kind of stole my thunder because I know Jamie – uh, was up at Green Bay for, I believe, the Ladies' Queens. Was that the tournament? And um, I think she was there all week, and she was there for the TV finals. 
And that was going to be one of my questions I was going to ask her was, what did you pull out of that week? I mean, did that give you any inspiration to be a lady pro? Right. You know, being in the crowd the whole week. So It's nice to say that you actually can be a lady pro now with a women's tour and the whole deal. And another thing I think you guys are missing is you guys want to make that your lifestyle for your living because you're living out of a suitcase. I mean, the ladies tour is completely different than the men in terms of the travel. And the money. And the money. I mean, but do you want to end up making that your lifestyle I mean, for a full-time living, a full-time job, because a lot of the pros don't, men pros don't have that. They have their pro shops shops and whatever else they do, correct. Yeah, and that's that's so few and far between the ladies that, you know, you you have a Liz Johnson or Kelly Kulik, and you start getting past those two, you look at, you know, people that have full-time jobs or good part-time jobs that they can get out there and bowl three, four, five stops. You know, you maybe saw 25 women that bowled every single you know, PWBA tour stop last year, and I think it's going to be the same again this year. Mm-hmm. So they get a lot of the players from that area that can take a week off of work and go, hey, I'm going to try my shot mm-hmm. against the best in the world. You know, the one thing I would be interested in knowing is on these these women's stops, because we have the Oak Creek uh, women's team in here uh, today, and we'll get to them, is how many of these women's stops where they're bowling do you see high school and college yeah, girls that bowl question. showing up at these to watch these girls, to bowl, watch these ladies bowl, or for that men, high school men too, or yeah, high school right. boys showing up to watching what a professional looks like. Yeah, I haven't been to a PWBA event yet. With the USBC crew covers those on extra frame. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've heard some stories at some of the places. You get out in California, you get out, you know, Steve Cook's place in Sacramento, and they had pretty solid crowds that's all week great. last year. Because so, that's key. I mean, you're going to have to draw people if that tour is going to maintain its mm-hmm. its significance going forward. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you, along with Phil Brallo from Extra Frame on PBA.com, Dwight Albrecht uh, as well at the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Dwight, I go back to you, uh, since we're going to talk about high school bowling a little bit today. What are your numbers looking like uh, here in the last year or so as far as the youth bowlers coming in, buying bowling balls with their parents, and continuing on from eight, nine years old up into the high school range. Well, thanks to Jeff and the Oak Creek team, it keeps me busy. But um, increase, of course. Um, the more they come out, the more they want them, and the more they fit the bill for what they're looking for. It still comes down to, at the end of the day, what do you want the ball to do? But to answer your question, of course, uh, at the, especially at this time of the year, kind of get it right around November, December, and then all the way through about February, March, because obviously state is one, Jeff? Fifth and sixth. Okay, so until then, obviously he's got a deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. But until then, yeah, it keeps us busy. Absolutely. See, and that's the one thing that I I always wonder, um, because who was it? New, was it New Berlin, Phil, that they have to go with other schools in order to make yes, a team there's or a whatever? Few, and there's yeah. a few schools out there that are that are having to do having that. to do that. And I know Waukesha uh, South and Waukesha West had to do that this year, and they used to both have pretty strong programs. Do you think it's lack of interest or bowling or Lack of, you know, these kids knowing that there is a bowling club that they can get in and be a part of. Knowing the bowling club, lack of knowing. Some of the schools, there's no support at all. I mean, it's just somebody put, mm-hmm. you know, a parent puts it together through the yeah. bowling center and they're trying to get it out and they really don't get the word through the school to happen. Whereas I, I know this year at Kettle Moraine, they just, Kettle Moraine High School, they just started a bowling program there. A ton of kids and they there. had And they yeah. had 17 kids come out for the team. Yep. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is your ADs too. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, does your AD, Jeff, work with you? I don't. We, we just finally got recognized uh, last year as an official high school sport through Oak Creek. And we had a little ceremony last year after the season. <clears throat> I wasn't unfortunate to be there. Uh, Don was be able to be there. But a lot of the people didn't even realize we had a bowling program. 
and I've been with this program 10 years. We were a club sport, and, you know, now we're starting to get some recognition there at the high school that, you know, we're something for the kids to do. Oh, that's good. Well, we'll talk more about that uh, coming up in the next segment. Uh, Oak Creek High School uh, women's bowling, and we'll talk about high school bowling in general, not just about Oak Creek, just in general about where it stands now versus maybe in the last five to ten years and how it's changed. We'll do that coming up next. Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Castle Lane's Fair Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. And speaking of those fine folk over at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association, had a chance to talk with Tom Menting over there. And uh, we will have our bowling ball giveaway. It'll start the first Sunday in February, and we'll we'll draw the winner the last Sunday in February. That'll be our last show of the year. All you have to do to uh, sign up starting in February is go to MILWCAR.com to sign up. And uh, have a chance to win a uh, a nice bowling ball, a track bowling ball coming track up, right? Mako. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a chance to win a track Mako coming up. And then are you throwing in the free drilling like you always do? I am. Good, because if you weren't, I just put you on the spot so you had to. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Dwight Albrecht, Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Phil Brilo here as well from Extra Frame and PBA.com. And we are surrounded by lots of people in the studio. I'm getting a little claustrophobic. Uh, <laughs> joining us, and no, I'm just joking. Uh, joining us uh, in studio are the uh, the coaches uh, from Oak Creek uh, Women's Bowling. Are you both for for the women's team, or one for the women's and one for the Actually, boys? Actually, no. I'm, I'm the I'm the varsity boys coach, and Don's our I call him the assistant head coach for varsity, our JV coach. Uh, unfortunately, Craig couldn't be with us today. The women's coach his... isn't even here. Yeah, no, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> you he had to me. take his daughter back up to college today, so she starts again tomorrow. So college. Yeah, he's got a daughter up at uh, Stevens Point. Oh, nice. She was a very good bowl, high school bowler as well. Oh, I bet. Is she bowling up there now or Un- no? Unfortunately, not. But uh, she still likes to do it. So. No, that's all right. All right, so. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, Oak Creek uh, in general. Uh, having just moved there uh, back in November for the second time now I've lived in Oak Creek, um, that community is just unbelievable right now. We have our toy drive every year at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek on Rawson and uh, do a great job. Everybody is very supportive. And we had the mayor on, Mayor Scafidi on, uh, when we were out there. And I just told him, I said, what you've done in this community is unbelievable. I mean, to do what they've done with Drexel Town Square, um, and now they're talking about another development along the lake uh, that's just been wasteland pretty much the entire time. It just does not stop. Yeah, I've been in Oak Creek 30-plus years, and from what it was like back then to now, it's phenomenal what we have going on in that city. It's yeah, I mean, I lived the there uh, like 10 years ago before I moved to West Allis, lived there, and now I moved back right across the street from where I lived prior, which is kind of funny. Um, but have you been to Oak Creek High School lately? I have not. You haven't? No. So, I mean, the high school's been there forever, and they've had an expansion and so forth from, like, because my girl, she she went to Thomas More, but she grew up in Oak Creek. And she's like, oh, yeah, my mom went to Oak Creek High School, and the, but there was an expansion. Now, there is a whole nother building in front of the high school right there on Howell. That's for ninth grade. Yes, it's a That's how many building. kids they have coming, just for ninth grade. It, and then the rest of the 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 high school, which is the normal high school, will be 10th uh, through 12th. So as a coach in a sport, you guys got to be jacked. I mean, you're going to just be all set up. You know, there's going to be lots of kids that want to come out and do it. Uh, I'm, we're glad to have them. Um, 
through the years. You don't have to have experience, right? I mean, you don't have to bowl in youth league for eight years before you get there. No, no. I mean, I mean, it's definitely a benefit. <laughs> sure, for you. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, but we have had kids come through this program that have not even made it their first year, and their senior year, they're on varsity, they're a starter, they have a shot at individual state. That's great. And you're talking someone that had no experience when they came out. Yeah. If the kids are willing to put the time and effort in, if they have a love for it, we have one now, Sean. Uh, the kid just, we can't get him out of the bowling alley. He wants to learn. He wants to get better. That's what you really need. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for the passion in the kids that really want to do this. Yeah, Jeff, by saying you were doing it for 10 years, do you guys have yearly tryouts then? Yeah, every every, uh, every fall we have tryouts. Um, we make the announcement at the school, or I should say the school does, and we do get kids that come in. Um, I think a lot of them think it's a... Uh, it's just to come out and have fun, and then once they see the other bowlers that we have and the way they bowl, you know, some of them just realize it's not for them. It's not what they were looking for. But like we, like I said, every year we have kids that, hey, okay, you made it, or you have the potential to make it in the future. You just need some dedication, time, and, and effort on your part, and you'll get there. And we've had those results, and it's it's really great to see. We've got a... Uh, uh... One of our kids is a sixth grader this year, right? Uh, East uh, Middle School. We go to this orientation. I've never been in orientation in my life for any schools. So I have no idea what I'm walking into. We walk in, and they come in, and they take all these kids, and they go funneling them off to their classrooms. And all the parents get stuck in this gymnasium or whatever, having to listen to the spiel that they all do and everything else. They announce there's 250 sixth graders. That's one of the middle schools. That's not like everybody. 256th graders. I mean, that just that I was like, oh my god! I'm like, and there's at least one other middle school that I know of, and if there's more than that, I apologize. If there's more than no, one no, middle, no, just two, just two, east, east and west, west right? Yes. So, so if they've got somewhere similar numbers, I mean, you're talking about a 500 person class coming in, and they're just going up now for you guys, Jeff and Don. How does this work? I mean, are you in? Are you at Classic Lanes in Oak Creek recruiting on these these younger kids that are in fifth, sixth, seventh grade, trying to get them ready to it's, be it, like when high school gets here, it's time to go. It's not so much recruiting. Yeah, we're 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 the coaches at at Classic uh, Oak Creek, um, so we see the kids that are in the junior program. Um, what that feed in, feeds into is our middle school program. We have a great middle school program. Um, for 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. Perfect. Um, in fact, I just had that announcement meeting with parents this week for kids that are interested in it. Um, the schools are aware of it. We don't get a lot of feed from the schools for it, but we have more than enough at Classic right. that uh, there's definitely an interest in it. See, man, that's good. You got a feeder program in bowling. In bowling. And, I, and I'll just say this across the board. Oak Creek is going to be the arrowhead of the South. That That's where this is going. As far as... You know, multiple campuses, all these kids are going to walk out like 120 kids on the football program and all this other stuff. It's just blowing up versus some of these other, you know, areas where it's not. The other thing I've noticed, I'm a, I want Don to talk. I mean, I love you, Jeff, but Don is just <laughs> sitting here looking at me like, dude, why am I here? Don, did, did, does it seem, because my, my take on it, having covered high school football for a long time for Fox 6, was... It just seems like athletics is really important in that town. Like, I mean, just parents, kids, everybody. Yeah, you may not bowl, but you're going to be in this sport. If you're not in this sport, then you're in this sport. just seems like athletics is a very important deal in that town. It is, and football is pretty much king in Oak Creek. 
all the other sports kind of take a back seat. Uh, Their basketball's boys, decent, too. Oh yeah, basketball's good pretty good. The boys' yeah. basketball team this year for Oak Creek's doing pretty well. They're having one of their best years ever. The girls' basketball team has been a powerhouse for several yep. years now. Uh, one of the things that kind of helps our success rate, though, is especially on the girls' side of the equation, is a lot of these girls recruit their friends. They say, hey, you know, we got this great program, high school bowling, and it's a lot of fun. It's work, but we still have fun. Why don't you come on out and give it a shot? And that's where we've gotten quite a few kids coming because their friends are recruiting them. A lot of the bowlers don't do other sports. They're not on a softball team. They're not on a basketball team. They're not on a track team. or Some play tennis, but they want to do something. Sure. And it's a great experience. We make it fun for them. We make we, we don't hide the fact that you're here to work. This isn't uh, pizza and soda right. and a basket of french fries and you're going to have you know social hour with your friends. But once they get in and they realize that, hey, you know, these coaches, they know what they're doing, they can make me better, and I can have a good time at the same time, that's what really builds our program. Let me ask you this. You guys are technically still a club sport, even though Oak Creek recognized you, right? Correct. Okay. Because the state doesn't recognize bowling as, Correct, a, as yeah. a real sport. We should make that our next mission. Um, but <laughs> that, that would be Never fun. happen. Um, probably <laughs> not. Save the PBA, save high school well, bowling. Th- those guys up there don't like me anyhow. It's even sports. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> They're like, yeah, whatever, dude. You're an idiot. Um, but th- this is my thing. So if you're a club sport, then... As far as rules and regulations, as far as like how much you can practice and that, I mean, are you guys pretty much wide open? You probably are, but uh, you know, as being a club sport through Oak Creek, we had to find follow the athletic guidelines that are set up in Oak Creek. You know, so right. if school's canceled, you can't do it. You're only, you're only allowed so much time. You only can do it in this window. But that's because those are the guidelines through that. School. So, how many practices do you have then before the season starts versus? During the season, how much are you practicing? Uh, we, we practice the same amount. Uh, starting November 1st, we practice four days a week. Okay. Uh, hour That's and a half to practice. two hours Holy a day. Cow. Um, how much? Two hours uh, a day? Hour and a half to two hours a day. That's Just dedication. Day. Yeah, from the coaches. Mm-hmm. That's, coaches, I mean, yeah. I mean the kids, you yeah. got nothing to do anyhow. But, I mean, the coaches. <laughs> yeah, nothing like studying, right? Yeah, the coaches are uh, studying. Uh, the coaches, though, that's that's. Four days a week, seriously. It's a lot of time, but uh, me and Don, we we love it, and we love love being with the kids and being able to make them better bowlers and better people. <laughs> I mean, really. Okay, um, let's take it to the next step. So you guys are practicing in Classic, then, obviously, correct. right? Okay. So you guys are at Classic. How does how do you guys deal with like oil patterns and stuff like that when you're practicing? Are you laying down the same oil pattern every practice, or are you changing it up? No, we get we get fresh oil a couple days a week. Um, we're practicing also on the burnt-up pattern from the night before, so it give the, gives these kids different uh, things they have to do. I mean, we do a lot of spare shooting. Um, we probably spend 45 minutes to an hour a day just shooting spares. Now, from that perspective, people listening to the uh, Castleline Spare Time Bowling Show right now, you'd be amazed by how many people don't know anything about bowling that listen to this show that I run into at mm-hmm. Quaker Stake and Loop and other places just because they think we're funny sometimes. Um, but they play in a Baker format, so it's not like you and your buddy going down uh, to New Berlin Bowl and bowling one-on-one, or Castle Lane's on in Racine. That's not what it is. It's everybody bowls a couple frames a game, right? So it's a constant rotation. So spare shooting is huge at the end of the day, and they keep track of that stat as well, Phil. It was funny. We ran a a high school kickoff tournament at Motion Plus Lanes earlier this year for the teams, and we had them bowl regular five-person team games, a couple of them in qualifying. 
and they didn't know how to react with each other because it's just like, hey, okay, now I'm up in the fifth frame, and then somebody else is up in the fifth frame. It was weird. Why it took them like a whole game to realize, you know, the interactions a bit different between the players between a regular team format and the right. backer team format. It's a it's a totally different format, um, and it really has to be. Um, I think for me, I think it's a lot has to do with coaching because I get super critical of like the team stuff on PBA as far as who's the anchor bowler, who's bowling one, who's bowling two. Because that, that comes down a lot to you guys, too, as far as the strategy of who goes where. It, it, it is uh, it is difficult at times. Uh, people forget that every position is important. Yes. Um, leadoff bowler is very important. They set the pace. Uh, Dayton here, our captain this year, and our leadoff bowler. He's the only um, member of the boys' team here. Uh, Looking good, Dayton. <laughs> Looking good, man. You're representing um, well. I, I, I had him picked out last year as being the leadoff bowler this year. I could just see that as something that he could do. Set a pace, throw a good shot, give everybody a good read of what's going on out there. Right. And he has really stepped up this year. He's 13th individually right now, and just he's a phenomenal bowler. See, I like the leadoff position, Spark, because I consider it the igniter. And you know, you think I'm psycho when I bowl anyway. You are psycho when you bowl. There's no question. (laughs) Phil? We have a mixed uh, high school mixed team championship coming up on Spectrum Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, Spectrum Sports uh, in February. And Oak Creek made the TV show, and they went with the hot hand at anchor on the TV show. And in three boys, two girls bowling. Don't give away the show, Phil. No, no, they're not giving away the show. But the coaches, you said how important it is, they knew the hot hand was Caitlin Martirana that day, and they put her in the anchor spot. Right. I mean, so these guys are paying attention, and, and they, they don't care who's where at a particular point in time. If you have that bowler you know is going to step up in that number five spot and throw a strike when you need it, they, they're going to move that bowler there. There's no favorites or anything like that. And they, oh. and they threw Caitlin – in that spot. And, That's awesome. Yeah. Don? It feels right. Uh, the anchor position, you want somebody who's going to perform in a clutch. It's not necessarily being able to throw three strikes in a 10th frame, but if you need somebody who will ring a 10-pin and pick that spare up to win the game, that's the person that you want. You want the person that's going to be able to execute under pressure. My, my thing is this. Um, growing up, I bowled in league. For a long time, that's what I we bowled all the way through high school. But we didn't have bowling clubs back when I was growing up. We didn't have any of that stuff, so we were just done at that point. And we all went and bowled on men's league, and made a bunch of older guys mad at us. But when when we bowled, I mean, we all not don't listen to me. Don't take my don't don't what I'm about to say. Don't listen to okay. Um, but so for us, you know, back in the day, for us to entertain ourselves, we gambled all the time, even in high school, because we all most of us worked at the same place. Um, so we gambled all the time just to try to make things fun, right? But a lot of us were very emotional hotheads sometimes from time to time, right? And, and we'd get upset. So now if you put together a Baker format and you're lining these these girls up or boys up, are you taking into that account of it too of, okay, this person's kind of sensitive. If I, if, I, if I move this person from here to here, this person's liable to break down crying or, or throw something. There, there are some people that— Because, I mean, you've been doing it for 10 years, you I, said, so you've come across all kinds of personalities. Th- there are people that you just know they're not going to be able to take the pressure of being the, the anchor bowler. Right. You know, they just—they put too much pressure on themselves. They don't realize, even though we preach it, hey, every shot is the same. Go up there and throw the ball yeah, the not, same way. I'm not but, listening to you on but, that either. But psychologically, <laughs> no. I—, I, 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 I for my men's team, I bowl anywhere from anchor to leadoff, just wherever I'm needed. Um, some of these bowlers can do that too here. Some of them, though, can't do it. Um, it's really just to get to know those personalities, how those people react in situations, and putting them in the best spot possible so the team wins. Dude, it's hilarious. So growing up, my brother and I would bowl with my buddies or whatever else and bowl for money. 
And the the key phrase always used to be "fifers are golden" because every time somebody needed a big clutch. shot, we'd hit that big shot and catch, and we'd cash. Mm-hmm. But if, from that perspective, see, I guess we disagree on that a little bit um, because in my mind, I mean, if you're that anchor bowler, it is on you. You were put mm-hmm. in that situation. Hey, if 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 we need two strikes and eight pins. You're the person who I think can do it. So go get it done. And then you go out there and throw a seven count on your first ball. Yeah, that's on you. I mean, we put you in that situation. So the the, the psychology of it, the mental aspect of it, even as young as I mean, even going back to, you know, grade school or whatever else, like you said, some people are built for it and some aren't. And that doesn't mean that person's less of a bowler than the other person. It's just that mental aspect of it. Oh no, definitely. Um Dayton, like I said, is our leadoff bowler. He's sitting 13th. His strike percentage is probably second on the team. But if I needed him to bowl anchor, I would have no doubt putting him in at anchor. Um, he does a great job. Dayton looks like and, a pretty confident dude. <laughs> and he is. And, and so, sometimes that head gets a little bit too big and has got to put it back in its place. <laughs> but but that all goes along with everything else. Right. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, so that's Jeff. That's Don. These are the coaches uh, at, over at uh, Oak Creek High School. Uh, for the girls' team, but they're also helping out with the boys' team. Oh, the, for the boys' team, girls' coach can't be here taking this girl up to college up at Stevens Point. We'll hear from the players. That's coming up next. Oak Creek High School girls' team, time for you all to talk. We'll let Dane talk, too. That's coming up next here on The Fan. <laughs> Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Dwight Albert, Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Phil Brilo is here too. Extra Frame, uh, PBA.com. Don't forget Packers play today in case you forgot. Packers uh, and the Falcons NFC Championship game. Come on down to Quaker Steak and Lube for our game day party. We'll have a uh, all kinds of prizes to be given away, including from Masters Z's, a signed Richard Rodgers picture to give away, a Jerry Kramer signed picture to give away, too, coming up this afternoon at Quaker Steak and Lube in New Berlin. Shots after uh, Green Bay touchdowns, bottles and wing sauce to be given away for our numbers board, uh, prizes uh, to be given away through trivia as well. Uh, Dwight Albrecht is going to be in the house. He can sign autographs for you. Baby Tausch is coming down uh, from the fan. He can sign autographs for you, too. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Dwight, you're autographs. In a, right, and Dwight, you didn't get you got there early, but not early enough. Well, you got there early enough. Right. You were in the garage area of the bar. That's where we do the party, the bar in the garage area. So this week, Dwight is sending somebody down even earlier in order to get a seat. Yeah, we learned last week real quick. Yeah, I mean, a couple like two hours. hours early. Couple yeah. hours. Make yeah. sure you get the seat that you want in the bar in the garage area. But it is so much fun. It is. I mean, that place just erupts it every does. time something happens. If something goes wrong, people are yelling at the TVs, and oh, it's a lot of fun. That's Craziest thing Phil I saw last week was when they. Crosby kicked the first field goal. Everybody went nuts. Went nuts. And I was recording a, it on my phone, and I'm not. Nah, don't count. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, they show the referee not doing anything. He's walking forward. Out of, I'm like, I know they called timeout. Right. 
Absolutely. Try to ice them. Yeah, absolutely right. But so, the bar's going nuts. Bar's like going absolutely crazy, right? <laughs> Baby Tosh was hugging people he didn't even know. And they're like, dude, get off of me. Um, but but it's all right, though. So uh, it'd be fun this week to see what happens. Packers-Falcons again, 2 o'clock this afternoon. All right. So now it's the players' turn. We've talked to the coaches. Now it's the players' turn. Oak Creek uh, women's team is in here. Um, so where are we starting first, ladies? Who wants to talk first? <laughs> Dwight, introduce who we got here. Dwight, introduce who we got here. All right, Caitlin's going to help me with her last name. Go ahead and talk right in the mic, Caitlin. Martirana. Okay. Thank you, Caitlin. Now, she's the calm one on the team. Who else do we have? Who else do we have? And we have Jamie Wall. And Jamie was at Green Bay last year for the ladies' tournament. And Sam Richter. Yeah, hi. Hi, Sam. <laughs> and Dayton Passante. Dayton is not on the women's team, just to clarify. Uh, he, is on, he is on the boys' team. Uh, so first things first, I guess. Uh, Dayton, let's start with you. Um, why are you here, dude? I mean, I don't, I mean, you, are, why, are you related to somebody? Just get up on the microphone and talk. Uh, no, my uh, coach just came up to me during Saturday League and told me to come here. Oh, good. Or asked me to be so here. So you're representing the boys' team, then? Yeah. Okay, so talk to me about... Uh, the interest level from the boys' side that you guys have at Oak Creek High School, and as far as anybody that's playing multiple sports, what do you, dude? What, it's what, not that tough of a question, no. man. <laughs> Sunday how many guys do you have on the team, Dayton? Oh, okay. And then how many guys are playing multiple sports? I, I believe we have six. You believe uh, you have we, six? We have, we have six on varsity. Yeah. you have six on varsity, right? Are any of you guys playing multiple sports? Uh, no, not I don't think so. No, no. So you guys are all just strictly bowlers. Did you, yeah. Most of you guys grew up bowling together. Uh, in youth league or no? Uh, well, I started out at AMF, and then I moved to Classic, and then okay. I guess I kind of meeted them, and then we kind of bonded them. together with middle school league. Right, met or them. middle school. Too. Yeah, you met them. <laughs> met them. Yeah, Man, met if your Oak Creek High School English teacher is listening, she's going <laughs> to yeah. kill you. Kill you. I'm Oak assuming Creek. it's a she. It could be a he. Either way, you're dead. Uh, okay, <laughs> so, so you guys kind of knew each other coming up then, right? Yeah. So now you get to the high school level, is it different than what you thought it was going to be, bowling that Baker format and the competitions and the intensity level and the crazy parents in the bowling centers and all that? No, I'd say it's the same thing as middle school. You had crazy parents in middle school watching you guys bowl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah, Dayton's one, of those yeah. That, Dayton's one of those that did come up through our middle school program. So, so they packed you. So, wait a second. So, ladies, you're all saying the same thing. So the middle school matches – you pack these places with parents for middle school? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Really? Yes. And then how, I mean, do they get real, real serious about it? Uh, yeah. Sam and I actually helped coach middle school. And I was oh. on the team. I was the only yep. girl on the team my eighth grade year. So it was you and a bunch of boys? Yes. Okay. I'm used to that, so, it so it's not split in middle school then? Well, it was this last year. Yeah. This last year it was because we did have enough to field a girls team through Oak Creek. But in years past, we haven't. It's been so a, it's mixed. It's been a co ed. So how was that born with a bunch of boys? I'm I'm so used to it. I've known these guys for like ever. Oh, so you guys all grew up together and oh, you know yeah. each other. I've known all the guys on the team. I think it was like all but two I knew. So. Oh, wow. So that's great. Okay, so in middle school, then you get used to this atmosphere, then you're bowling it. So there's no shock adjustment of, of getting to high school and bowling at the high school level then, right? What about the Baker format style? Now that you go from bowling with the boys, now you're bowling with the girls. Are you starting to get to know all these girls, or did you know them growing up too? Um, I just kind of started to know the girls. I When I first started on the team, we only had a team of four. My freshman year, we only had a team of four. We need five. Right. I was with like the coach's daughter, Reba, and you know I was like kind of thrown in there really well. I was like, kind of afraid to be the freshman, only freshman there. Sure. But I grabbed like one of my best friends, Haley. I'm like, hey, we need another person to come bowl. And then we had some other guys on the team get Jamie. 
and we got a bunch more to go, so we actually had a team, but I slowly kind of became a family. So you were definitely the bowler. What about you two? Have you two always been bowlers, or did you two kind of get involved here because people pulled you in? For me, I started out actually at AMF with okay. Peyton, and then, um, I don't know, uh, I was looking all around come high school for the team, and no one knew any information, and I was like, okay. And then halfway through the season, one of the guys from the team approached me, and I got on the team. So. Okay, so that's yeah. how you found out. How did you get involved? So I was bowling at Classic Greenfield in middle school, like just on their Saturday leagues. And then my freshman year, somebody had actually told me that the bowling team had just had tryouts. And so I kind of came the day after the first tryout and I made the team. So all of these guys were kind of new to you then as far as bowling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you were bowling in Classic and Greenfield and you all were in your different... I was actually in Greenfield with her for a while as well. But wasn't... <laughs> Maybe they got rid of these. Aren't there travel leagues where you guys travel, right, around sure, different yeah. houses and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you get you get different experiences of bowling on different lanes that way, previous to even getting to the high school bowling team. Yeah. So that's positive, too. Okay, so now you guys are all together. Now you guys are doing what you're doing. Um, how much better are you now than you were when you started the high school bowling <laughs> team? Because that's really about these coaches here, Jeff and Don. Don't worry, they're not going to do anything if you say you haven't improved at all. But I, I just, I'm just wondering, how much have you improved? I've definitely improved on every aspect of bowling, mentally, physically, everything. Mentally? Yeah. So these two over here have helped you on the mental aspects of the game. Yeah, I had to read a book about that. <laughs> How to read a book? <laughs> what is she, going on? She, she got the book. Uh, Do- Dr. Dean Hintz was out at a seminar a few years ago. We've had ago him on us. the show. Yeah, and he's a great guy, and I do have his book. And uh, the boys' varsity, they're all required to read it every year and awesome. write a report for it. Really? These girls have also read it. That's I believe it's something completely valuable that they need to do to get to that next level. Baby Tausch is over on the other side. Baby Tausch, why don't you turn your microphone on and throw a headset on? Because I, I want book reports or something. I'd be quitting that team. <laughs> You're done. Yes. I know you guys are all friends, but I'd be out of there. We actually that. make yeah. them do homework. You do. Yes. You're not helping to recruit anybody right now. <laughs> Just thought I'd let you know. Okay, so what did you get out of the book then? You said after you read the book, the book helped you. What did you get out of the of uh, Doctor Hinton's book? I just gotta keep my like mind out of it like after I throw a shot I just got to forget about it if I miss something you know if I did a good job just remember what I did for the next shot right Uh, okay so you're better than you're saying mentally physically everything how about you um I didn't read it. Guilty. Um, you never gave it to me. Oh, that's okay. I'll, I'll don't make do sure this you get on the it. radio, man. <laughs> you don't throw your coach under the bus on the radio. I mean, I've, oh, yeah. I've learned from watching my teammates break down yeah. um, that you need to keep your head cool. Like, it's just. You don't want to be that person that's making a scene at a match. No oh, offense, Kat. Come on, man. But... I've kicked ball returns. I've thrown stuff. <laughs> she is absolutely horrible. <laughs> that, but, well, she was. But see, she was. was. She's listen, much better now. Listen, as far as you hotheads that are listening right now that, that do this, <laughs> let me. you don't have to read a book. I'm just going to help you out. Listen, you just have to figure out, once that's done and you have your meltdown, you have to be able to figure out where you can go to kind of just clear your head. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I'd go by the vending machine. Just take a deep breath. All right, dude, you got to forget about this. You got to go back and go back and do your thing. Yeah, your teammates are going to be embarrassed because you're acting like Marshall Holman back in the 80s. But it, it, it's okay, though, be- as long as you can come back. But if you freak out and your next ball is a two count and then it's a three count and you're horrible, then you better go read a book. <laughs> then I would say to go read a book. Now, what was your case? How? I mean, when you freaked out... Well, come on. You can help others listening. This is a teaching um, moment for people. Well, I 
would always like kick the ball return it. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I cried a lot. Uh, you cried? No, 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 no. The crying thing, you don't want to cry. Just take out your frustrations on the equipment. Don't worry about it. Uh, Dwight, I know you've done probably crazy stuff, too. Oh, yeah, look, don't see. even want to go there. Don't but, go uh, there. The see? question I had for Jamie, though, was obviously watching the Lady Pros, that had to be like a massive eye-opener for you on how they handled their emotions up in Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kelly Kulik, actually. It was like really interesting because she was, wasn't doing very good when we were there. And, uh, like, she'd just throw, like, she'd leave a 10-pin and then she'd miss it. She would literally just turn around, thank the crowd for, like, their apologies. And just, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry, you made it. Like, you didn't make it. But, uh, like, it was just so interesting to see how cool, calm, collected mm-hmm. they were. I mean, it really put into perspective how other people can be. All right, coming up, uh, we'll continue to talk with our bowlers and uh, get Dayton another chance to make up for his English teacher. That's straight ahead, <laughs> Castle Lights, Very Time Bowling Show here on The Fan. Castle 8, Maritime Bowling Show, presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Don't forget, coming up, Hot Stove Weekly, 10 o'clock. They're next, Tim Allen, myself. A chance to talk with Scooter Jeanette of the Milwaukee Brewers coming up uh, in the 10 o'clock hour. Okay. So we have the Oak Creek uh, women's team in here. We also have Dayton representing uh, the men's team. Uh, try number two with Dayton. All right, Dayton. Now, focus <laughs> on what I'm going to ask you. My, my question is this, being in that high school with as many successful athletic programs as you have, with as many kids as you have, like, what are the opinions of your friends that aren't on the high school bowling team of you being a bowler? Uh, I mean, they think it's pretty cool, I guess. Like, they don't know many bowlers out there because it's right. not really that popular anymore. Do you get support at all from any of the kids at the school showing up at the meets even though they don't bowl? No, I never really asked them to, like, show up or anything. I thought you were pretty good. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know. I just, they don't really show up. They're always busy and stuff. No, I know it, these meets are packed anyhow with parents and relatives or whatever else. It's not like you guys need people to come watch you per se. What about you ladies? Do you guys ever ask any of your friends that aren't bowlers to come hang out and watch you guys bowl? Not really. I think I've asked once and then they canceled on me. I've asked a couple times, but none of them have showed up. So. None of them have showed up, but you've yeah. tried though. Yes. Because I think that that I think that's kind of a a bigger key too. I mean, some of these people that have their perception of what bowling is or what a bowling meet could be like, I think if they went to one and saw it and saw how intense it gets and stuff like that, I think a lot of your friends' opinions would change. You might get more kids to come out for the bowling team. The passion that the parents and the spectators show for their teams, it, it's amazing. Um, when I first got into this, I was surprised at the level. Mm-hmm that uh, the families and friends have for this and, you know, the bowlers that are out there. Phil, you do these high school bowling tournaments, and I've been to those. That's not nearly as insane as it appears these team matches are. It isn't just on the basis of by the time you get to semifinals and finals, there's less teams bowling. We spread them out a little bit, so there's more rooms for the fan, more room for the fans to gather around a bit more. But you get on these TV shows, and the fans and the parents are, are loud on TV. There's no doubt about that. Do, have you guys have you guys been on TV? Who's been on TV? All of All us. Of them. Yeah. All of you. Mm, we're so good. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start with you. Uh, you didn't kick a ball return on TV, did you? Uh, not on TV that I remember. Good. No, I, I would have told you. That's Don't positive. Yeah. Uh, okay, so did it change for you at all the pressure of being on TV with the lights on and everything? The first time it definitely did. It, it did. Was, 
She yeah. she she had 102 her first time on. Two, why do you no, do that to her? That why would no, you that, do that? That was the second time. Yeah, that was, that was the that second. That's right. That was the second. Either way, time. we don't need to broadcast it. <laughs> uh, okay, so so it, it affected you mentally, <laughs> obviously more than anything else, yeah. right? Thinking I all mean, these. It was dead silent. I've never really bowled under that. That way, yeah. right? How about you? Um, I don't know. My first time was midwinter classic, not this year, but last year. Um. We took, what was it, third place? Second place. Second, second place. place. Okay, second place. And, I mean, for me, when I get up there, it's literally just me in the lane. I learn to tune out everything anyways, even when it is loud, so it wasn't all that much different. You don't understand how special that is. A lot of people can't <laughs> do that. The only thing that really, like, will change how I bowl is really the light. Because, like, when we did the mixed teams, we went to go practice on, like, the practice lanes while the other team was warming up. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so dark over here. Like, I don't know what to do anymore. Right. But then, like, back on TV, like, when it's light, it's fine. It I helps mean, you out. All right, yeah. so you, you have that ability. What about you? Well, actually, like, I, TV doesn't bother me never really too much. I care more about letting my team down, so I that's more pressure as the team. Not as much, oh, I'm going to be seen by people. I'm not – doesn't really bother me too much. I'm kind of cool under pressure, as my teammates would probably say. She's destined to be, like, a class president. <laughs> for sure. I mean, that, that's that, I mean that's the exact perfect answer any coach would want you to say. And my, you believe it, which is even better. My wife's on the youth board, and her question for you guys was, do you guys have these crazy chants that you do after every strike oh, yeah. and, and how loud it gets? Don's already got his head in his right. hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, how do you come up with that? And B, isn't that a distraction when you're on the approach when another team does that to oh, you? absolutely not. I've gotten so used to hearing Microphone. Over here. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard the okay. whole, I'm so used to hearing the cheers. Like it's just normal now. Right. And I can completely block that out because I'm, or I wait for them to finish because I'm so yeah. used to knowing when they start, when they stop, no matter whose cheer it is. Oh, this would be good. Boys team got cheers. Y'all got little cheers. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. All right. So for you, how is TV for you? Uh, I guess it's a completely different environment for me. It's like there's only like two teams going at it, and everyone else is watching you. And you got the lights on you and stuff, and it's just more quiet. And I'm not used to being bowling while quiet. It's always loud. See, I'll tell you something, man. I mean, if you're that confident or overconfident cocky guy, you're sitting there going, that's right, it's my time. Watch how it's done. I mean, that 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 was that's how it would be. And to unthrow Caitlin out from under the bus the next time she was on TV. <laughs> unthrow. Okay. To pull her out from under the bus. I was going to Dane's nah, English, English school. The English teacher's already <laughs> mad at us. So it doesn't, doesn't even so matter. Pull her out back out from under the bus the next time Caitlin was on TV was when we just had our uh, Wisconsin High School Mixed Doubles Championship and she won. Nice. So she's our own little yeah. Tom Doherty. Oh. You know, Doherty with a terrible oh. game and then comes yes. back and wins the next time. Yeah. She's, she's our version of Tom Doherty. She didn't. She read the book. It didn't. She didn't let it bother her <laughs> next right. time. Of life. That'll do it uh, for the Castle Lake Spare Time Bowling Show. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for coming in, guys from Oak Creek. Bye bye.